Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Look out! It's only films to be buried with! Hello, and welcome to Films to be Buried with. My name is Brett Goldstein. I am a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a grouter, and I love films. As Henry David Thoreau once said, Live your beliefs and you can turn the world around. Watch the film Twin Peaks Firewalk with me and you can shit yourself. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Jamelia Jamil, Ricky Gervais and Leslie Headland, but this week my special guest is the writer, podcaster, sketchco and actor Camille Uchan. But first, live show news. I will be performing my stand-up show from last year, What is Love, Baby Don't Hurt Me, but it will be reduxed with new stuff. I'll be performing that for one week only at the Soho Theatre from May 6th to May 11th. Go to the Soho Theatre website for tickets. It's selling well, so make sure you don't miss out. And the next live podcast will be on April 25th at the BFI South Bank with Philomena Kunk herself, Diane Morgan. You do not want to miss either of these things, thank you. You can follow me on Twitter at Brett Goldstein and on Instagram at Mr. Brett Goldstein to keep up to date with all the live shows and my stand-up gigs. If you do enjoy this show and you want to support it and get more content, come and join me over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you'll get extra guest questions for most episodes, you'll get videos, you'll get guest list tickets, recommendations, all sorts of stuff. And remember, best of all, if you do become a Patreon member, not only do you get all that good shit... You don't have to hear this bit about becoming a Patreon member because I cut it out. You get the whole episode completely unencumbered by ads and stuff like this. Give it a look over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. So, here we go. If you don't know Camille Chan, she is one third of the sketch comedy group Birthday Girls, who have their own podcast that is excellent. We've already had BT Edmondson on the show. She is another third of that group. And I did record an episode with Rose Johnson, but unfortunately the sound is so bad that we're going to have to do it again. But I do promise that one day the trilogy will be complete. I recorded this episode with Camille many months ago, and I've been holding on to it for two reasons. One, because I wanted to wait till the second series of Lee and Dean was on which Camille stars in, and it is now about to start. I believe it starts next week. This is uh, going out in April, so it is April the 15th or 14th, but check it, you don't want to miss it. It's a great show, I love it, and I'm glad that the second series is back and you need to see it. The other reason I've held on to this one is because I did want the most amount of people to hear it, 
She's a wonder and a joy, and this is one of my favourite episodes to record. She's very honest about her death anxiety. It's a good death episode, this one. And I also think she's got some really unique film choices. I mean, she's coming up with stuff that no one said. Basically, it's a cracker, this episode. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did recording it. And remember, next week's episode is with Mr. Mark Kermode. Oi, oi! So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 39 of Films to be Buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with, with me, your host, Brett Goldstein. I'm joined today by a very special person. I'm joined uh, by a woman who is the third member, depending on which order you listen to of these podcasts, of the Sketco group, Birthday Girls, the best Sketco edians of their generation. She is also the lead, if I, could, if I may say, in the hit Channel 4 show, Lee and Dean. She has her own podcast, Birthday Girls Party, House Party. And she is uh, also a f- uh, acted in a show called Coming Out or something like that. <laughs> she also lived with me for a little bit. Uh, and a very good friend of mine and someone that I hugely admire. Please welcome to the show. It's only Camille Ludan. <laughs> what a lovely intro. Woo! Why do you call me Camille Dan? I don't know. I've always have. You always have. Who Dan? You like to have nicknames. We call each other Con, but we won't do it now. Yeah. We'll show some, show some respect for the listeners. Yeah. That was a lovely intro, though. Oh. I wasn't true. in a show called Coming Out. I was in a show called Outings. Outings. But Outings. it was about coming out. A play. It? it was about coming out, yes. I saw it, and it was very You loved moving. it, didn't you? I loved it. And you were so... You had to do proper acting in it. You Pro- had to cry yeah, and proper, shit. Yeah. One of my first proper acting jobs. But, you can't you can't just when you do comedy you think that you can just sort of go on stage and laugh if you fuck up but then sometimes not not, not a, when you do proper action not a play about coming you out can't you can't just do that really disrespectful <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um what i thought i remember seeing the show in edinburgh we we lived together then as well we did and you were doing it every morning as yeah. well as your own sketch show yeah and when Tough i finally times. saw it i thought wow amazing she's she's been doing this really serious play every morning and crying and then I realised oh no you were at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival for a month must be quite easy to cry every doing morning. it anyway oh god yeah some days the emotions came very easily that was a tough <laughs> Edinburgh I think yeah do you remember that Edinburgh I think a lot happened didn't it lots was happening lots was going on <laughs> just breaking up with someone I was probably moving house yeah stressful times yeah lovely being but in a play really came out well on stage though yeah yeah I went method you were excellent. You went method and, and had a series of gay relationships that month. So. Something like that. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, well, firstly, how do you feel about films? Are you a film guy? Uh, am I a film guy? I am, in yeah. that I like film. Great. I think everyone loves... I, th- I don't think I've met anyone who says, I don't watch films, I don't like films. I know someone who doesn't like films because they, they don't like uh, emotions. And at they all. Feel, at all. Yeah, they say they don't like film because it makes them feel like manipulated into feeling sad or feeling anything, and they don't. They feel like a lack of control or something. Yeah, but not all films are like that. No. So, I mean, if you could say that about anything, creative books, telly, it's yeah. all trying to make you feel something. 
But if you watch a good film, it's not telling you exactly how to feel. You mm. know, you're not getting the piano and the strings to be like, cry. Yeah. I mean, I understand what they're saying. They don't want to be patronised. No, it's not that. I think it's they fear emotion. Oh, uh, okay. So, so if they, they like, don't want to watch something... I'm scared of going because it will make me cry or make me feel something and I need to be in control. I mean, that's partly why I like watching films. Mm. Although, watching films, I do find... And already, here we go, already talking about this. Okay. I think about death a lot when watching a film. This is why you are my dream guest on this it, show. Yeah, films to be buried with. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. I don't know why. There's two times that that triggers thinking about it a lot. Yeah. One is going to bed at night. Okay. When I'm trying to get to sleep. And the other is when watching a film. And it could be any film. It doesn't necessarily have to be a film about death or particularly sad. I wouldn't say it happens when I'm watching it. Does it happen when I watch a comedy? Yeah, it can happen any time. Is it? Especially a film I'm enjoying. Oh, right. Yeah. So you, like, in the moment, you let's say you're watching... Life of Brian, and you okay. laugh, yeah, <laughs> and then you go, "Oh my god, I'm going to die." Yeah, it's like thing, right. like things in it will trigger me thinking about death. And is it? It doesn't matter if you're watching it on telly or at the cinema. On telly or cinema, I would, it's probably more often when I'm watching it on the telly. Oh really? Yeah. So lying in bed at night, I understand you're thinking about death. Is it? Is it because when you're watching a film, you're like focused on what you're kind of zoned in on this thing. You're, you're forgetting the noise of the world and then you're like, oh, death approaches. <sighs> yes, but then I'm like, well, if I'm really enjoying this film and I'm focused on it, why has that thought trickled in? Surely I would be completely yeah. zoned in on the film. But I think it's, it's like, I'm thinking, this is great, I'm enjoying this. Mm. This is brilliant and I'm really in it. Yeah. And then I'll be like, well, one day I'll die and I won't feel that. Or... Uh, but- <laughs> or I think there's something about watching a film that you're there and there's a it's a it's a it's a very set amount of time. Yeah. You know, it's a proper beginning, middle and end. Much like life. Exactly. You know that the film's gonna end mm. and you sort of mull over it, you think about it, it stays with you for a few days. And I think, yeah, it just makes me think, well that I'm never gonna that's never gonna it's like a moment that's like Happened and then gone, just like life and death. How do you... Is it only films that make you feel this way in your life or is it not every single moment of your existence (laughs) that could be applied to? I think you're saying that from having conversations with me at various times of the day when I've not been watching films. I'm being a little bit facetious, but I am... am, Since you you did say, and I believe you, Mm. it's when I watch films and when I lie awake at night. Is it like also when you watch TV? Um... Or is it specifically? No, films? it could it could spring up at any moment. Right. <laughs> it's lurking around every corner. But I would say <laughs> that yeah. But I would say that I my mind has latched on to the idea that it particularly happens then. But that's a vicious cycle. So then I would dread watching films. Thinking, no, I still like it because it won't. Because sometimes it will happen, and I and it will make me feel content about it. Oh, really? Yeah, it won't always be like scared and sort of filled with anxiety of like, oh no, I've thought about death again. Mm. Sometimes I'll be watching a film, and it will sort of make me feel nostalgic about it, or like while you're of, watching it. Yeah, oh. about about life, yeah. and it will make me 
be like, well, that's okay that we're all going to die. I'm watching this film and I'm enjoying it. It's made me think about that, but I am content with that right now. You know, I mean, I, that oscillates very... You yeah. Know. You know what I've thought? You know the whole um, meditation thing and, and uh, I believe the Buddhist way of uh, focusing on the breath. So if you mm-hmm. if you feel like overwhelmed in what's going on, in you have three, to... In two, three, four, hold yeah, two, three, come back four, to your breath. Two, what's three, the breath four, doing? Yeah. You're, you're in the moment. You're in the moment. Maybe you've replaced breath with death. <laughs> and every moment you're living your life, you get, oh, and then you get to remind yourself, oh, what's happening with death? Oh, death is still... Around. Yeah. Maybe it's just a way of being zen for you. Maybe. Uh, someone did tell me about an app, actually. Yeah? And they told me to download it, but oh, I don't know, like, it, it could go two ways. It's called, <laughs> it's called, what's the app called? It's something like... Remember your You day? are going to die. Or, yeah. Oh. And it flashes up a little thing, like a little mantra every day to be like, remember you're going to die. What? Live your day well. Or, you know, right. <laughs> something like that. I don't think you need that, do you? No, I don't think I need it. <laughs> I don't... I don't mean to say that all films trigger that thing. Yeah. That feeling. I just mean to say that I notice it a lot when watching film. How long have you been scared of death? I think since a child. Really? Always? Yeah. A very worried child. Uh, Do you remember learning about it and then going, oh, fuck, that's not for me? That's interesting. Do you remember learning about death? Yeah, I think I went to a funeral when I was really little. Mm. My great-grandma. Right. I obviously would have learned about that. I had a, had a hamster that died. Right. Um, but I don't remember thinking then, like, as a kid, oh, God, you know, I'm... I think, actually, as a kid, it wasn't as bad. It was when I went to university and those first thoughts of, like, oh, I'm an adult and I'm becoming older. Right. That's when I'm really fixated on it. I'm so sorry. I can't believe we've ended up talking about death so much No, yet that's again. why I brought you here. Really? It's, yeah. Do you... Do, do you know what, what I mean? You, when you're aware of being, of being, of getting older. I am. I also, I remember the moment I, I, I think when I was young, I sort of, I, I knew what death was in a way, but I remember my mum saying to me once, I was going out on my bike on my own mm. and she said, you have to be careful on your bike. And I, and I said something like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she said, because if you get hit by a car and you die... She was like, that means no more... She did a list. No more this, no more... I can't remember what the list was. No more sweets, <laughs> no more, no yeah, more yeah, yeah. films, no more... Yeah. Whatever, Muppets, <laughs> no more whatever yeah. the list was. And she did, like, a list of and ten. And you were like, I don't want to never and have that like, again. oh, fuck, I really like the Muppets. <laughs> 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 I be careful on my bike. <laughs> That's a good way of making you be safe. Mm. I remember I was on holiday with my family in Turkey and me and my sister got into a lift you know those lifts that are glass all the way around so you can see yeah. out oh wow and we were quite huddled like sort of all bunched in with quite a lot of other people my mum and dad weren't there and it was just the two of us and it was up really high and it stopped and what like broke yeah it oh, broke wow. and we were like just we were just there and we could see out and we could see how high we were and I remember that, and I was quite young. I was like, probably about 12 or 13. And my sister's like five years younger than me, so she was little. And it was, you know, that thing when when you're a kid and adults get a bit scared. Oh, they were like, oh shit, this is really bad. And I could <laughs> feel the adults in the lift like getting a bit oh, agitated. No. And that was my first real thought of like, 
oh my god maybe i mean this could we could die and i looked at my sister and i told her i loved her uh. i mean you say ah uh, that she cites that as the reason she's got a fear of lifts now she can't <laughs> she cannot use a lift because she's like you looked at me and told me you love me and i knew you were thinking we're gonna die <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. You thought you'd disguised it in. I love yeah, you. I love you. I love you, yes. <laughs> oh, that's a great story. Uh, but that's horrid when you have moments like that, when you feel that sort of... And that's not that wasn't even a real fear. That's a psychological mm. fear. So now whenever you tell someone they love you, you love them. Uh. They think, oh, <laughs> you're in mortal peril. <laughs> Um, what do you think happens? Is it the, what is it? Is it you're scared there's no afterlife? Yes, bang, nail right. on the head. Okay, you think that that's what nothing. I'm scared. I'm scared of the nothingness. Okay, and everyone's like, people. I've got friends who you know aren't scared of it, and they're like, well, but it's nothing, so you don't know. Mm. It's like before you were born. Do you remember before you were born? Yes. Do you remember being a sperm? Mm. Yeah. A little spermy egg. Having a lovely time. Um, Me and the lads. <laughs> Um, Synchronised swimming games and stuff. Yeah, I bet you're a strong swimmer. Um, Must have been. Go swimming now. Yeah. Um, Yes, that's why I'm scared of it. Because of the whole afterlife. No, is there an afterlife? Oh, so you would, I believe... If there was heaven, or if there was definite reincarnation, I'd be absolutely fine with that. Okay. It's the thought of, that's it, you're gone, you're buried in the ground, or you've been cremated and you're scattered wherever... And that is it. No more existence. Nothing forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Yeah. That's the, like the big black hole that when I start thinking about that, you, I just can't. You think I've got to turn this film off? I can't, yeah. <laughs> like, get Love Island on now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, that that's when I can't bear it. I get it, and, you, and it's no comfort to you, this idea of, well, you won't be conscious, so it doesn't matter. You won't. <sighs> No, because I'm conscious now. I can know it now. I know it's a fruitless mind game. I know it's not. There's no good. I know no good will come of it. I know people say to me, "Oh, you know, if you actually, you know, sometimes, you know, when people sort of hear that they've maybe not got long to live or something, yeah, they've actually got a reason to be thinking about it. You shouldn't be thinking about that stuff when Hmm. you don't need to be." And I know, I know that. I know it should be like, oh, you are here now. It's an amazing one in 400 trillion chance that you're here. Isn't that amazing? Enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I do know, I do know that. And I do also try and live by that. I just have to try and battle the other death thoughts. But I do think I'm getting better at it, aren't I? I think you've been really I good. I mean, I know we've literally just talked about it at yeah, length. Yeah, it's appropriate for this. It's appropriate for this. But also, don't you think that I phone you less, chatting about being like, hi, hi, Brett, I'm worried hi, Brett, about death. Yeah, Can we have a chat? Sometimes you call me and just I used say, to do that a lot more, I think, don't oh, you? I just did a gig and I go, all right, and we no, no talk of death. Exactly. Don't you think? I'd say three out of five phone calls we have are not about death. I would agree. Yeah. And I think that's better than I used to be. You used to be five... Used to be five out of five. Yeah. <laughs> You've come a long way. Uh, I think so. Uh, well, I've got sort of mixed news, I suppose. Oh, for no. You. What? Uh, I keep forgetting to tell you, it's quite sad. The first thing's sad. I'm really sad. I'm really sad for you. 
God, it's really sad, and I forgot. I can't believe I hadn't told you yet. But uh, it's it's sad. But you've died. You died. I didn't know you were going to do this in this podcast. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to go like this. How how did you die? <laughs> Listen, the joking? good news. I'll tell you the good news. There is an afterlife. There is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, before you start. Crying. Oh God, I feel like I'm going to cry. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. There is an afterlife, and. Remember that this is all. <laughs> so sorry, my oh, mean, my eyes are welling up. Yeah, no, I no, don't no. actually feel sad inside. I okay. think it's just an a, it's, like, shock, it's an instant. It? It's just a reaction. Yeah. Um, when the show was called Phil's Be Buried With, it wasn't buried alive. Is it? Have Have I died now as me, or am I like old? Up to you. Uh, okay, I'm old. I'm well over a hundred. Okay, well done. Um, I've lived. A very happy, healthy life. Okay. How did you die? I died uh, at home. Right. My home. Okay. Wasn't in a care home. Great. Great news. With my dog. What is your dog called? Uh, Percy. Okay. <laughs> and where's your husband? And, long um, gone. <laughs> yeah, he's dead already. <laughs> How long ago did he die? Because you're a uh, hundred or so. He probably... He, he, only, he, he died yesterday. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he's had quite a sad day today. Yeah. He died yesterday. He's actually lying next to me. Okay. And uh, I was getting around to ring in someone right. to come and pick him up. Mm. But instead, I thought, do you know what? I'm, I'm well over 100. Let's yeah. say I'm 110. Okay. I'll go as well. So you... And I sort of made the spiritual choice. So you sort of I sort Well, I sort just... of put it out there. And the gods listened. You just and sort I, of went. I went very. Oh, I could do a Romeo and Juliet. I could drink the poison. Okay. Because they die quite peacefully in that, even though they've drunk poison. It's not like a. Well, we don't know how much the poison is hurting them on the inside. I don't think that's made clear. Yeah, but they're not making weird faces and stuff. They're not like. No. <laughs> they're not like visibly in pain. That's true, but they might have. They might be. It doesn't look like a nerve agent. <laughs> no. <laughs> Okay, so you don't drink a nerve agent, you drink like... I drink like something nice, like, I don't know. Snaps. Yeah, snaps and snaps and bleach. Okay. And I, how do I know that Percy's going to be all right? I make a phone call right. to my next door neighbour mm. and I'm like, I've just put, uh, I've just put a lasagna in. Do you want to come over for dinner? Yeah. In an hour? Uh, yeah. So that I know yes. someone's going to come round. Right. They're quite a hardy person. I feel like they'll be able to look at two people dead on the sofa. Okay. So you they have come to round. Note or anything? Sorry for this. Sorry for doing this. Sorry for leaving Percy with you. It's a bit. No, because I know the neighbour likes Percy. Okay. She's already looking after Percy when we're on holiday. Okay. And she comes round, sees that we've both died, and she mm. goes, "I thought this is how you'd do it. This is classy." <laughs> You invite me around for the lasagna. The lasagna's in the oven, so oh, I have yeah. done that for her. She better not be late. I don't want her burning no. down the house. She gets the lasagna out. Yeah. Gives a bit to Percy. Tries a bit for herself. So she stands at the end of your bed, two dead bodies in the bed, tray of lasagna in her hand, yeah. spooning it into her mouth, yeah. thinking, this was classy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And Percy's just uh, ready and waiting for her to look after him. Okay, how old is Percy? Five. Okay. We got him when we were 105. Right. Percy's had a bit of a shock, hasn't he? He'll be fine. He'll be all right. Yeah, I think he will be. He, I had a chat with him before I before I left. 
I'm slightly annoyed if I were the next one over, just the amount of admin I've now got to do. You've got to do all the phone calls, you've got to arrange the funeral. No, I would have done that thing, oh, I've only had a day, haven't I? The husband died the day before. You've only had a day of it. I reckon at like 108, we planned the funeral. Right, so something's going to kick in. We've like, we've like, you know, got a whole system in place that when it happens, because we're 108, we're thinking it's going to happen soon. Okay. When it happens, this is what... Do you think that your husband at 108 sat you down and said, come here, we have to talk about death. <laughs> We're at 108 and you're like, no. Please, please can we talk about it? Where? Do you think 110 is feasible? Yeah, actually, in, in, your, in, the, in this day and age, probably is. My generation, it is, isn't it? Yeah, what with uh, micro, endo, whatever, something's... Would you do that? Stem cells. Would you do it? What, live to 110? Mm. I feel like, like it depends on you. the thing. It depends on, like, as in, uh, what worries me about getting, like, really old is being very unwell and, and having diseases. And But if I know. was like, I can inject you with, you know, some kind of health Thing that kept serum. me fit and healthy. Yeah. I'd definitely be fit and healthy and not have diseases. Mm-hmm. And I could live to 110. Mm. Again, it sort of depends on what everyone else is doing. Because <laughs> if I'm the only one taking this, then it... 80, most of my friends are dead, and then I'm like the old weird guy hanging around a club. <laughs> to but, you're lo- but you're looking young and fit and healthy. Great. So I'm like a vampire. Yeah, basically. But then if you're doing it, come on, everyone's probably doing it. It's like protein shakes by then. Okay. I don't have as big a fear of death as you do. No, you don't, do you? But I don't... I, I, I don't like the idea of living forever, seems like. It's because you don't... I remember you telling me once that you think it's worse for the people who are left behind. Yeah, I'm more worried about other people dying than me dying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to be last. Like, I don't want to go to anyone's funeral. I'm happy if they come to mine. I don't want to go to, I don't want to, go to your funeral. I won't have to. You're going to be 110. I don't want to go to your funeral. Okay. Well, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the good news is, yeah. much to your... Surprising. I hope this is, if you take anything from this podcast, it should be this. There is an afterlife and you're, you get to be you in it. You, I'm, now. I'm over the moon. Do you actually believe in the afterlife? Yeah. And it's, and it's heaven. The only thing that you might find odd yeah. is they're very interested in, in your, in your taste in films. In films, right, yeah. And they sort of want to know about your life, but through film. Uh, Are they, is there a cinema there in heaven? There's a cinema. Great. There's a movie night. Everyone's. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it's great. The first thing they would ask is, what is the, uh, what is the first film you remember seeing? The first film I remember seeing is called The Indian in the Cupboard. Oh. Do you remember that film? Yes. Do you know it? I do know it. It's when that is a little boy. Because do you remember there was like... Is a... it a Native American in the cupboard? Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, looking back, I don't know how... I don't know if it'll get released now. Okay. I don't know how PC it is. Yeah. But, I mean, in, in terms of being honest, that's the first film I remember seeing. You can go for it. So you remember it, don't you? Little boy gets given a cupboard for his birthday. And every then he, every and then boy's he, dream. <laughs> exactly. And then he gets given a little uh, Native American figurine, yeah. the Indian. Yeah. And uh, he pops that in the cupboard and realises that it then comes to life. It remains little, right? Yes, I think it does. That's how I've remembered it, yeah. Because then he puts loads of other toys in, they all come to life. Oh, great. And they like have battles with each other. They he sort of, you know, they do stuff and he can chat to them. Right. I think it's quite sad at the end. I think he gets stabbed by one of the other toys or something. What, the Native American in the cupboard or the boy? The Native American in the cupboard. Oh, Jesus. Or, the, or he, I think he's called Little Bear, the Indian. 
<laughs> or he stabs another toy. Like there's something what? sad happens. Mm. He's got a whole backstory. Right. Is it about the rape and pillaging of his country? Wow. And being named... I think, it, you know, I think it's not far off. I think really? it was quite controversial in terms of like, oh, it's quite hard for kids to watch. But I remember watching it... Where did you see it? At, ho- at home. Okay. Because, I don't know if you had this, when you were little, there was like a phase where everyone would have like bowling and Pizza Hut and then yeah. go home and watch a film for their birthday. Yes. And That's still what I do for my birthday. <laughs> yeah. It's a perfect birthday. Yeah. I remember I went to Bracknell. That's where they've got the, uh, they've got one of those complexes, you know, it's okay. got a pizza, it's got, it's got a bowling, it's got a cinema. One day I went have bowling. an Exactly. Went bowling, went to Pizza Hut. How old were you? Had a Coke float. How old was I? Seven or eight? With your mum? Yeah. And she dad? She would have been there. Yeah, yeah. I think, they were, I think they were both there. She, don't remember her, she, was, she would have been like a baby or like okay. two. So I think, I think I was about seven. And this is the first one you remember. I'm assuming you've seen a film before you were seven. I mean, yeah, but okay. that's the first one when I'm like, oh, what's the earliest film that you probably yeah. remember? Is that? I think it's because of the ceremony of it, of like, it was your birthday. What was the I cinema? Pick the film. Like a view? So, no, we went bowling. Oh, okay. To, uh, what was it called? Oh, sorry, Hollywood yes. Bowl. And then went home to watch the film. Okay. Watched it in my living room. How many of you? I want to say about 10. Popular girl. Yeah, not bad. I was doing all right. <laughs> you, uh, I was doing all right at seven. Do you like the film? I did at the time. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hazy now. Mm. I haven't watched it since then. It's at a... the time, I thought it was absolutely incredible. I haven't heard that film talked about in years. That's a great mm. answer. Mm. Oh, honestly. I, I don't know anyone who's ever... Whenever I've ever mentioned it to anybody, mm. they never know what it is. I don't know if it was particularly popular. Probably uh, didn't get a good rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know. I, I, I think it was considered, like, normal. And I didn't see that little boy in anything else ever again. Whatever became of him? I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe people didn't like it that he wasn't a film called The Indian in the cupboard. It doesn't sound... But I do think when that film came out, it was all right. As in... Yeah, it I mean, was before a lot of people, things were all right, Yeah, they? it was yeah. around the time of The Cosby Show, etc. It was fine. Exactly. Everything, anything goes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great answer. By the way, people in heaven are loving you, so... Oh, you can stop worrying about that. Oh, really? Yeah, they, that's, they've not heard that answer before. So they're happy. They're very happy. You're very Brought good something with... new to the table. Yeah. What is the film that made you cry the most? Yeah. Yeah. For some of these answers, I've got more than one. Is that allowed? You could. You, I you... find picking one very, very difficult. Hmm. Is that okay? Uh, we, yes. I might force you after you've spoken about both of them to pick one, but we'll see. Okay. Boys don't cry. Right, Hilary Swank. Hilary Swank. I don't. I can't talk about these too much because I will get sad. Did you see that? Did that make yeah. you cry? Yes, it's a quite horrific film. Oh, apps, horrid. Yeah. But I thought Hilary Swank was amazing in it. Yeah. I mean, they're all great in it. That's why it's so horrible to watch. Mm. And precious. Precious. I mean, it's unfortunate that Mariah Carey plays the social worker. Nothing against her. No. I just feel like, (sighs) Mariah, this wasn't your film. Like, do you know what I mean? (laughs) It's like she's gone, I can cry, I can act. And she's got and she's got herself this part. And she's in this film. It's like, Mm. yes, you're crying. It's not about you. I can't I can't watch it and be like make myself yeah. stop thinking that's Mariah Carey that's Mariah Carey that's Mariah Carey it's hard, that. and I think in context mm. she shouldn't have done it 
I would imagine my guess is I've only just thought this is the reality of like how hard it is to get a film made is perhaps she was an executive producer or perhaps yeah. it was like we can get Mariah Carey which gets us more money to make the film yeah fair dues I mean I don't have a massive problem with it I just remember watching it and being like oh it's sort of like I found yeah. it a bit jarring that's Mariah Carey being a social worker yeah precious yeah but again, she, Precious, she was amazing, but the, very sad, very... I mean, I've picked... I guess they're quite... They're sort of, like, not just sad, they're, like, sort of, like, disturbing films, aren't they? Yeah, and they're also kind Rather of... Rather than uh, just, like, classic weepies. Sort of issue films. They're both issue yes. films, I would say. You know, they both are highlighting a difficult social place. Yes, that's interesting. Um, is that interesting? It's very, know. very I mean, interesting. I mean, I grew up with all the women in my family were social workers. Right. Or carers or, you know, that kind of job. Yeah. So my mum, when I was little, would take me to care homes that she was working at. Then you're allowed to take kids to work. Right. <laughs> and Anything she goes. Was, yeah. <laughs> bring all the kids round. <laughs> um, no one CRB checked. Yeah. And yeah, she would work in different um, care homes and take me with her. So I guess I've grown up around issue-based things. Life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so maybe I am drawn to films like that a bit more. I don't know. That's very. What's very a classic weepy film like? Well, you know what? Honestly, you you the all your answers have been great. No one's come close to your answers. What most people's sort of area is something like ET or. I mean, no. yes, I did cry at E.T. But I guess, I don't know, when I read your question, I thought, what film made me feel the saddest? Mm. Yeah. Fascinating. Tell mm. me this. What is the film that scared you the most? I'm worried about this answer now after the sad, because I feel like it's disturbing again rather than proper scary. <laughs> it's brilliant. Oh, everyone is different. Okay. Old Boy. Fucking hell, okay. Not the American remake, yeah. the Korean. Great film. Uh, the Korean one, and um, I'll tell you why Old Boy first. There was another yeah. one. <laughs> Old Boy and Deep Blue Sea. Is it called Deep Blue Sea? The shark film with Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> okay. Is he in it? Yeah. Quite significantly, he has a very shocking death. Oh, hang on a moment. Do you mean that? It's not I think so I've, disturbing. I think film. I've said... I think I've remembered it as the wrong title. Okay. Right, the one I'm thinking of, yeah. it's... Um, there's a couple. Open water. Open water. What's Deep Blue Sea? <laughs> Deep Blue Sea is the giant <laughs> sharks film. The giant no, sharks. No, it's not. No, not, okay, that, yeah. not that. I don't think I've seen that. No. That's why I got confused into Samuel L. Jackson. And right. silly. No, not Open that. Open water is very just. Yeah. Open water. Okay. Where they wake up in the morning, they go on that scuba diving boat, everyone goes scuba diving, having a lovely time, mm. everyone goes home. They don't realise that they've not got back on the boat. Mm. It's quite a still, quiet film. That's why it's so scary. Yeah. It's not like like horror films. I love them. I do love them. But I wouldn't say that they actually properly scare me because I've got that safety net at the back of my mind of like, this is just a film. Right. Like I went to watch uh, It. It. The new It. Yeah. Went to watch that with James, my husband. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to die one day. And he can't bear horror films. Like, oh, really? He's properly scared. And I didn't realise that. I, I didn't know he was that scared of them. And we went to watch it on Halloween. And he was like 
he had to hide behind yeah. his face, like behind his hands. Sorry, he couldn't even look at the screen. Really? Yeah. The only time I've ever done that, actually, is when I went to watch a film with May Martin. Yeah. Not going to remember the name again. It was at the end of an Edinburgh. Could have been the one where we live with you. Mm-hmm. There was a horror film out. It's an old creepy house. Uh, she fancied the main woman in it. The main woman was really good. Oh. Uh, scary things are happening in the house. There's a little kid, scary kid. The Babadook? No. Was it uh, The Conjuring? The Conjuring. The Conjuring. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. That, that's the only film I remember hiding my hiding behind my hands. May Martin fancies Vera. Vera thingy, for, that's for, it. For Mika. Yes, yeah, yeah, her. She really liked Lovely. her. But yeah, sorry, horror films generally, I'm, they, I find them quite thrilling, exciting, yeah. because I know this isn't real. Right. But I enjoy the horror of it. The things that are scary, again, are films that are actually disturbing, mm. like Open Water. Like that could happen to anybody. That could yeah. easily happen to me or you. I've been scuba diving. Have you been scuba diving? Uh, uh, no, I've been I've been underwater. Yeah, and you easily could and you easily could go scuba diving yeah. and get left. Yeah, horrible, horrible. And, and they oh, die together as well. That is like, yeah, that's like you and James. What do you mean? That's like me and James. Oh, oh, He's like how I imagined you. our death. Yeah, yeah. But how did he die? By the way, just in his he just died of natural causes oh, in his great. sleep. Um, he died having sex. We were having sex and he died. Oh, no, ooh. I don't think I want that. <laughs> oh, I was excited as I said it. And then yeah. I realised, no, actually, I take that back. No, I think it's too late. Ooh. Let's have him dying in his sleep again. That's much nicer. While you're having sex with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, an old boy, I mean, yeah. for obvious reasons, can, that's just... Can that happen to you, though? That's deeply disturbing. It's very disturbing, but could what happens in an old boy... That I mean, seems less likely than you being left. It's much less likely. I mean, I do have two dads. Imagine if I didn't know my biological dad mm. and then I happened to meet him, like yeah. she does an old boy. I mean, that happens like, that's not by chance, is it? There's a reason he meets her. He gets hypnotised. Mm. So it's not like they've met by chance. I mean, yeah, it's very unlikely. Yeah. But the whole, oh, it's, 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 and he cuts his tongue out so he doesn't tell her that he's her dad. Yeah. It's horror. It's just. It's horrid. It's so scary. Mm. He doesn't know why he's been locked away in that room. Yeah, that's horrible. He's been locked away for like how how long is it? Years. Twenty years or something. Something like that. And he finds out eventually why. But for all that time, he doesn't know why. He'd go insane. Yeah. Then he finally thinks he's met someone he loves. It's his bloody daughter. I mean. All of that's a huge spoiler, but yeah, I'll, I'll, put, a warning, I'll put a warning at the beginning oh, of it. Oh, don't put that in. No, do you know what? I think I have to say at the beginning of all podcasts, there will be spoilers if, if we say the name of the film and you don't want to know what happens. I literally just said the whole plot of that, though. You yeah. That'll ruin it for people. But I don't know I don't know if I want to say, oh, yeah, God, go and watch that. But do you know what I mean? It's <laughs> yeah. weird with films like that to say, oh, I really recommend it when it's so disturbing. Do you know I what think, I mean? I do know what you mean. I would argue that... Old Boy, unlike your other films you've discussed, is a bit more fun in quotations, no. as in it's like, it's a bit silly. It's really great. I liked it. And it's a good twist. But it's and quite it's, extreme. It is yeah. It's, yeah, it's a yeah. bit broader than, say, Open War or whatever. It's like, it's a, it's kind of dark, Much less likely fun. to happen. Yeah, I do know what, oh, you know I know what, what mean? you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know what you mean. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to be like... You don't come out going, oh, God, maybe one day I'm going to be locked in a room for 20 years and then I'm going to meet my daughter and then I'm going to fuck her and then I'm going to cut out my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, you're right. But open water, I get it. 
It's very, and it's, it is very quiet over water in the end. Yeah. How do they die at the end? I think what happens is that he, I think he goes first. I think he gets eaten or something mm. by an animal. And then she wants to go as well because she's like, yeah. what's going to happen? And she, something, I think she goes and does she put his blood on his blood on her so that the uh, shark can smell her and come to her and get her as well? Christ. Something like that. Yeah. And is it all found footage? Is it that? Or are they... It's not. It's just shot. I think close. it's just shot. I don't remember it being like home footage vibes. Yeah. Not like Blair Witch, no. But it's cheap, in it? It was a cheap film. Yeah, it must have been. You just not need in a big, terms of quality. You just need a green screen and a big pool of water. I think they, they did it in the sea. In the yeah. sea? Yeah. Oh, God. Could you do that? Would I? Mm. If they yeah. told me, oh, there's no sharks around, <laughs> then obviously I could. But there were sharks. You've seen it. Yeah, but... <laughs> Don't. Okay. Don't. What <laughs> is... Uh, let's do this one. So, what is the film that people say is shit and you're like... I love it. I don't care what you say. Yeah. I don't know if people say this is shit, but I think they probably do. Go on. It's the Spooks film. The greater, oh, wow. The greater, the greater good. What an amazing answer. <laughs> With Kit Harrington. It's amazing. Tell me. I've not seen it. Well. I'm not, only because I've never watched Spooks, but if I had, I'm sure I'd watch it. You don't have film. to have watched Spooks to watch the film. Oh, really? Because I went to watch it with my friend Ollie Littleton. Yes. Who knows. You've, you know I've him. Met him. You've met him many boy. times. He is known amongst our uh, social group as um, OCDB because he is like the IMDB of our friends. Okay. He knows every film. He used to be a film critic Did for he? different people. And yeah, he knows every film. But then what I love about him is he knows every film and he is a critic, but he's not wanky. Okay. You know, he'll go and watch Spooks with me. Lovely. He'll watch Girls Trip. You know, right. you know, he's not he's not wanky about it, yeah. and he knew how much I loved it, and no one wanted to go and watch it. So you he, loved he Spooks, went, the TV show. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he went to watch it with me. I but I love Spooks. I'm a late fan of Spooks. Like okay. I came to it. I don't know how many series there are, but I, I came like to nine? it late, and me and my mum got really into it late on, and I actually haven't even watched the first couple of series, wow. which people say are amazing yeah. but I sort of don't want to I want to know that I've got that to come okay but you've got 110 to live to you've got to oh yeah I've got, I've got a lot of box sets to get through yeah. but yeah I love it I just think it's so I would I would love to be in Spooks, Spooks or in a good. show like that you know like 24 or something but I just think all oh, the actors in Spooks what's my yeah. favourite Ruth there's a great episode actually where she <laughs> sort of living a new life in a foreign country and the baddies mm. find her come together you can never leave the game right. even if you say you've left yeah, you can't you leave you're out. I just love it I love like working out who's done what and you know you'll suddenly find out someone's a mole and I is just, it like is the film like big does it feel bigger than the TV show I mean I think, no, I would say that I enjoyed the film as much as I enjoy the TV show. Great. Like, I maybe it felt show. bigger, but it was, I don't know if it does warrant going to the cinema. Okay. It is like, you could just watch that at home. But you did go to the cinema. But I did go to the cinema. That's exciting. And it is trashy, but it's one of those trashy films that I'm like, I, I think my dad 
loves watching like trashy action films. <laughs> At home, I remember when he'd come home late from uh, the kebab van. Yeah. <laughs> and if I was up late, and he wouldn't be able to go to sleep yet, if I was up late, he'd like put a real trashy action film on the telly. Like what? Like, like anything with like, like Denzel Rambo. Washington. Oh. Any, I mean, he's not in loads of... He's in some trashy films. Your dad is also, if I may say, a karate expert. Though. He is. So unlike a lot of people watching action films, he could actually do all the things in the film. Yeah, he could. And he... And that's, that's interesting, actually. Why does he like them if they're so trashy? He must be like, oh, this wouldn't be like that bit. Maybe he thinks he, it... It would be, because I think for a lot of uh, people, it's like wish fulfillment and action film, but if if you're actually capable of all the things you're watching, maybe it's just like a it's just documentary like, to him. Yeah, it's like if we watched comedies. No, 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 it's nothing at all like that. Similar, it is similar. <laughs> it's like if a doctor like... watched Casualty. Yeah. 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 He's he's watching people's cracking, and, cracking skulls and shit. Yeah. Twisting heads up and going, yeah, that's legit. I remember we got Sky pretty early doors. Did you? Yeah. There it was. So many channels. So I loved it. So many channels. <laughs> so many trashy films. So, great. Sp- Spooks the Greater Good. Mm. He's good. And Kit Harrington, is he regular or is he just um, in the film? No, I think he was in the TV show before the film. I don't think he would have just landed a part in the film without being in the TV show, would he? Well, wasn't he like the star of the I thought it was like he was the, the risen... Like one of the things that made it a film. Oh, that made got, it like, oh, we've got Kit Harrington. We've got Kit Harrington for Game of Thrones. Do you know what? I don't know. Well, I don't think he would have deserved that if he'd not been in any of the TV shows. Well, he's not earned the place in your heart, has he, without putting in the groundwork and sports. No, I mean, I wasn't, well, I personally, I wasn't watching it for Kit. I'm watching it for Ruth and yeah, for Harry. for Ruth, your favourite actor. <laughs> uh, really good that. answer, that is. Okay, good. Tremendous. What? Yeah, okay. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, what... It, this is, I guess, the opposite question in a way. It's a film that you used to love and you mm. always loved it and then you've watched it recently and you've gone, oh, I think I was very wrong about this film. Oh, well, I've felt fallen at one of the hurdles because I've not watched it recently. Okay. But I just imagine if I watched it now, I'd be a bit cringe about how much I loved it then. Go on. Save the Last Dance. Okay. What's her name? Julia, Julia Stiles. Stiles. I loved it at the time. She's the dancer, and she does street dance. Yeah, I'm sure it holds up. I don't, Do you I reckon? Don't, yeah, I don't think... Top How of my head, the... I don't see a problem with Save the Last Dance. What about The Beach? 
the beach has issues, but it, I think it had issues at the I time. I loved the beach at the time, but, uh, you know, when it's like, oh... It's still okay, I think. Okay, Panic Room. Went to see that at the cinema quite I a find, few times. absolutely fine. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Why Panic Room was <laughs> so And I never, ever like watching films more than once mm. I'm, it's not something I usually do but Panic Room was your guy Panic Room went to the cinema about three four times for Panic Room why I feel I just I think it was one of those ones where it was like I can't remember when it came out but I feel like going to the cinema was quite a thing with your yeah. mates yeah. and I'd been like with one mate and then another person was like oh we want to go and see Panic Room and I'm like well I want to come to the cinema but I've seen Panic Room but I'll watch it again loved it second time round wow. and then had to go again for then you're like, guys, yeah. what are we doing next weekend? Panic Room? Panic Room. Great film, though. Yeah. Do you think that would hold up? I don't know. I feel like of its time, it was like, ooh. I don't think there's... unless I I, I'm imagining there's not sort of anything wrong with it. Like, I'm sure it's sort of fine and it's probably quite exciting and well, well put together. Well, I'm trying to think then. I don't, know what, I don't know what would be shit now if we watched it now. I mean, maybe the Indian in the cupboard would feel wrong. Yeah, that, um, might, yeah, that might have its issues. Doctor Doolittle? Okay, the Eddie Murphy one. Yeah, possibly. Love Doctor Doolittle. That might have its issues. I would Why? guess. I haven't seen it. I don't think. Have I seen? Have it? you seen Nutty Professor? Yeah. Absolutely love Nutty Professor. Absolutely love Nutty Professor. But again, that 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 might go down as one of my funniest films. That has its uh, Eddie, problems. Problems. Is Eddie bad? No, Eddie's. As far as I know, Eddie's not bad. It's more. Oh right. The culture of. Making jokes fat. about fat, fat, yes, has changed. Perhaps I, so. Natty Professor might have its issues nowadays. It would, wouldn't it? But well, because hang on, though. Let me just—I'm <laughs> not about to defend it. Well, I right. am. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to remember. So, is it just funny because he makes himself fat? Is it no, just he funny is fat. because and he becomes and he thin, becomes, Eddie? Yeah, when he takes he's the professor. What is he? He's professor clump. clump. Yeah. And then he becomes fit, but he like, invents that thing. Buddy Rich or something. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's that is. And then he well, plays. It's a sort of. And he plays his family, and they're all like laughing yeah. about how fat they are, and they're eating a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's probably bad. It's probably one of them things where you'd say it has its cake and eats it. In that he's the hero, this overweight man, and we we're, we're sympathetic to him, but the film is ninety percent fat jokes. Yeah. I. I don't know. Maybe that's why I loved it so much as a kid. <laughs> because? Because I was very fat. <laughs> Maybe I was like, oh, he's really fat and yeah, he's still he's like... He's the hero. He's like the main part in this film. How fat were you? Really fat. Like, couldn't push myself up out of a swimming pool fat. <laughs> Till what age? Why are you trying so hard not to laugh? I'm, not, I'm actually trying not to cry because it's, a, it's information I didn't um, really know and it's, I find it very I remember this. I remember a teacher coming into my classroom going, oh, we're setting up a keep fit class at lunchtime. <laughs> and this little boy called Ben went in front of everybody, Camille's going to start going to that. She better had. How old were you? Uh, that was primary school, year six, about 11. It's <laughs> very sad. I mean, I was fat. I was a very fat child. And was it a problem? I mean, my mum would find, I'd like hide food and stuff in my room. I was a real, I like, I just loved eating. I mean, I still do. Absolutely loved eating. But I wasn't exercising. I was just eating. And it wasn't until I got older and I got like hobbies. Mm. Swimming, dancing. I made friends who like, I was never good at netball and hockey. I tried. I had friends who were like proper sporty A-team girls. I was always in the B-team, but I was giving it a go. 
So you relate to the Night Professor is so fine then if that's maybe that maybe I related to Night Professor. <laughs> yeah. That's that's great. Then. Eddie Murphy is a very funny actor. He's very funny and I think he's often underrated. Isn't I do. It? I think he gets overshadowed by your Jim Carrey's mm. for example. Sounded like a list. <laughs> Well, I was going to add to that Robin Williams, but I think he's in a different league. He's absolutely incredible. I don't want to... I I think it's right that he's overshadowed by Robin Williams, to be fair. Do you? Uh, I think that's a complicated question. That is complicated. Mm. I mean, we shouldn't be comparing them. They're all great in their own right. Exactly. It's not like this is a show about your favourite things, where we compare stuff. (laughs) Do you prefer (laughs) Spooks to Eddie Murphy? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, that's a toughie. Spooks already, Murphy. I've never been asked that. <laughs> if you had to live a life yeah, where no one of them has not, not come into yeah. being. Mm. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> I think I'd choose Eddie Murphy, if I'm honest, because... Oh, Ruth are you shocked? Yeah. Really? You thought I'd go for Spooks? I thought you'd go for Spooks. I feel like... I could get my spooks fix elsewhere. Right. 24. Similar right. vibes. Okay. You know, that kind of genre. Mm. Whereas I'm like, who am I replacing? Who's my Eddie Murphy? <laughs> Who's Dr. Doolittle? Robert Downey Jr. in the upcoming film. Oh, shit. <laughs> They're remaking it with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. That film does not need to be remade. It was already a remake. What, Eddie Murphy's one? Yeah. Who did it before him? Rex Harrison from My Fair Lady. Had a giant fucking snail he rode. Most expensive film of its time, I think. Why is everyone remaking Doctor Doolittle so much? Everyone remakes everything. What's the most remade film? That's a good question. Great question. Ooh. Ooh. Do you know? Should we find out? Yeah, go on. I have a guess, though. Have a think about it. Okay. Uh, well, I'll be surprised if it's not Doctor Doolittle after everything you've told me. But I think Doctor Doolittle, um, we're only looking at three. I... Wh- if we're not including, like, Shakespeare, because I'm sure there's a lot of fucking Romeo and Is Pearl Harbour a remake? Uh, <laughs> no. No. But I think there's other films about Pearl Harbour. No, we can't include Shakespeare. Um, it seems to be The Three Musketeers. No. 27 film versions of The Three Musketeers. 27? Yeah. I mean, I'm acting like it's bad, but if you think about theatre... Well, yeah, if you say Like you say, Shakespeare, you're putting on plays, I mean... Hamlet, 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 Hamlet. I'm like, I've yeah. seen it, mate. Yeah, exactly, everyone's seen it. Stop remaking it. Right, over and new. over and over. Why can't films do it? Yeah, and if they have something new to offer. I mean, can you imagine watching 27 three different versions of The Three Musketeers? <sighs> that's, that's someone should do that for charity. That's a great charity fundraiser. Yeah. Oh, you've said it now, haven't you, on your own podcast? So I'm not doing it. Looks like it's you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, this is. Uh, I think this is my one of my favourite questions. Oh, what is the film that has the most meaning to you? Not necessarily because of the film, but because of the experience that surrounded seeing it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sorry, but I've got two. Okay, that's fine. Then. Okay, one is the French film. I think it's called, well, I know what it's called, but how you pronounce it, The Untouchables, The Intouchables. Oh, Intouchables, yes. whatever. Untouchables. Untouch- <laughs> the, the Untouchables. Yes. You know, the guy who's he's paraplegic he's and he gets a carer. He's a carer, yes. And it's sort of like, you know, they're. Uh, like a buddy. They're a, a, a buddy film, exactly. It's a buddy film. 
and it's you know them living their life and him caring for him and their relationship and how it develops and um it's based on a true story because mm-hmm. i think at the end they show a picture of the real guy and carer yeah. and they stay friends even after he stops caring for him for a long time and that one because i did watch it with my friend mags who you know i do um who i met because i started out as her carer it's the so, story of you and Mags. The story of me and Mags, the, the, our buddy story. Yeah, now you are buddies and you're, you're not her carer. Yeah, true, exactly. And I remember her telling me about the film and saying, I've worked, because, oh, that was why she told me about it. Mm. We were trying to find her some more carers, and she always likes to find them herself and puts an advert on Gumtree. And Oof. we were getting loads of replies, and a lot of them were shit. Right. And she said to me that it reminded her of the scene where he's trying to find a carer and he interviews loads of different people. And it's like a little comedy montage of seeing all these different people who think they would be good at caring for this person when obviously would be awful. Um, And it's very funny. And so we watched that together while we were at her her house. house. Yeah, one evening. Uh, And um, I thought, yeah, I thought it was a, a lovely film. Showed showed a relationship between a carer and a carry did you, <laughs> person and a carer. Did you well. relate, as in, were you like, this is very accurate, this sort of uh, view of a carer? Bits carer. of it, yeah. I mean, obviously, her situation and our relationship is very different mm. because it's, you know, it's a, it's a different, we're two different people, it's a different relationship. But in terms of, yeah, like the closeness you get mm. with, you, you sort of develop with someone when you're caring for them. But also at the same time, even though you're caring for them, you're getting to know them as a friend. And you do develop a sort of an odd relationship because you're working for them, but you're spending all this time with them, just you on your own. And you end up having loads of deep chats or you you cry about things, laugh about things. Because you get to know each other very well. That's great. So that was one. What's your other one? How are you going to top that? My other one is Star Wars The Force Awakens. Okay. (laughs) I'm not a mad Star Wars fan. I live with James, my husband, husband, and another couple called Jack and Anne. And James and Anne, I think Jack, but definitely James and Anne, are huge Star Wars fans. Like proper, nerdy, watch it the first week it comes out. Mm Mm-hmm. They've got memorabilia. There's loads of photos in our flat. You might have seen them. Star Warsy vibes, photos, pictures, posters, blah, blah, blah. And the new Star Wars came out. What was the one? Not the... The Last Jedi? Exactly. Last yeah. Jedi. Is that the most recent? Yeah. Yeah. The most recent Star Wars, yeah. Exactly. That came out. James wanted to go and watch it, but he was like, have you seen The Force Awakens? I couldn't remember. I don't know if you're <laughs> getting this, but I don't remember, like in detail plots of films usually and with ones like that like that and the harry potters and the lord of the rings i can't tell them apart right i'm like i don't remember what i've seen and why i haven't so one evening in the flat Anne and james and jack did an entire like retelling of the star wars Uh, story But in chronological order, so I could understand... Well, I acted it out for you. So I acted it out and told the story to me. So from the very beginning up until 
The Force Awakens. Like from and the then prequels. we watched Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. It told me everything from the start. Who's whose dad? Yeah. Who's what? Everything. Acted it out, told me the story, and then we all watched The Force Awakens uh, in preparation for me to then watch The Last Jedi. That's very sweet. Yeah, and Did I loved like it. it. So I'll always, I mean, I'm trying to remember, I can't even, like now, Still see again, it, yeah. The Last Jedi it's and The Force stuck. Awakens, they're probably interchangeable for me. It's not stuck, no, but I will remember it. <laughs> the idea of it, you'll remember. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the intention was yeah. very lovely. Yeah. And we're moving out. Completely wasted on you, but completely wasted. But we're moving out of that house soon, and I think that house is a very. That's where you didn't learn about Star Wars. Did exactly. Yeah, I remember it fondly. What is the film? That you've most related to. I mean, you may have answered this. Have I? Probably. Possibly, but you may think something different. It can't be the Night Professor. That can't be my legacy. What's the film you most related to? Um, I found this really hard, Brett. It's a difficult question. And... It's really hard. Mm. And the, <laughs> the only film that keeps popping into my mind is Happy Feet. Happy Feet? About the, the, the George Miller film about penguins? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. I feel like, it may, is it because Mumble can't sing and I can't sing? You can sing. You know that I can't. <laughs> you, are, you can sing better than most... Wonderful voice of a bread. Right, you know you're saying that because I can't. If this does make it in, he's uh, saying this because he knows I no, can't. And he finds I would it funny. describe it as unique. Mm. A unique singing voice, just like Mumble. There we go. Yeah. You know, he was. What happened to him? Why can't he can't sing? His egg wasn't sat on for long enough, or something. Something like that. I was born a month early. Well, yeah. Had to go in an incubator. And they four just pounds you for the food. Exactly. <laughs> That's why she started stuffing me. She, my mum said Gave that my you head. A roast. My yeah. As soon as I was out of the hospital. Yeah. My mum said that my head, as soon as I came out, smelled like corned beef. That's sweet. Yeah, is it? Oh, I've never had that before. Mm, mm. Corned beef head. Yeah. But, you know, he can't sing. Well, as you came out of your mother, she, she sniffed said you and was like, She said she came out, they give you a wipe, don't they, or something. Yeah. And then pass you over. And she said that when she gave me a cuddle, <laughs> I smelled of corned beef. But that wasn't from her. from her vagina. Yeah, her insides. Not that I know of. Just my natural smell. Just your natural smell is corned beef. My natural smell is corned beef. Smell. I mean, if you smell me now. Yeah. Smell me now. Okay, hold on. Corned beefy with a corned beef. Yeah, a little bit. actually, yeah. <laughs> sort of very meatloafy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, lovely that. So. Not 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 for vegans, you are. Huh? Not for vegans, no, Vegans must hate hanging around you. I don't eat beef anymore. The smell of That's dead a... meat hanging <laughs> off you. Sorry. No, maybe they'd love it, because they miss me. Yeah. I'd be their fix. They can just their smell you. corned beef fix. So, yeah, happy feet. Happy I don't feet. know. Like, he, he's a, he can't sing, but he's really trying. I feel like I'm quite a conscientious person. And I feel like he, Mumble, really sort of... Yeah. You know, he wants to get on. He wants to do stuff. He ends up saying... Doesn't he save the penguins at the end? What does he do? Does he dance? He, Is that what it's called? Yeah, appetite? he can dance. I like to think of myself You as a are dancer. an excellent dancer. Thank you very much. We don't have to justify that with any words like unique. <laughs> <laughs> so, I like... Yeah, I sort of... I, I don't know. I found this very difficult. I said answer. to Anne, actually, today, before I came, I said to Anne... Star Wars Anne. Going to do Brett's podcast. Can't think of a film that I most relate to. Yeah. She went, what about Mulan? <laughs> I went, what do you mean, what about Mulan? 
why are you saying that? Just I'm a bit brown. No, she I went, get what she means. And she went, oh, yeah, I just think, you know, you said you really like that film. <laughs> no, Nan. But you are like a Chinese princess who's gone to fight a war dressed as her dad. Exactly. I just don't like to tell people about that. <laughs> that, is, that is a really good answer. What's that one? Um, again, I've forgotten the name of it, Brett. I feel like when I watched this, mm. I, I thought, oh, God, this is all my fears about death and the world ending and stuff. Yeah. I'm feeling it all to maximum when I watch this film. Yeah. It's the one... Um, does it, it begins with M. Lars von Trier, I think he did it. Oh, Melancholia. Melancholia. Oh, that's the film you most relate to. But that's very depressing. What's this woman I think at de- that severe depression. Yes, at that particular time in my life, mm. I watched it and thought, "Oh God, I mm. feel Depressed extreme." Yeah, like I relate to this in an extreme way, wow. and I'm too empathetic yeah. towards it and her. Interesting. Okay. So it's a, a bit of melancholia and happy feet. Melancholia and happy feet. <laughs> That's a very good mix. Yeah. What's, here we go. What's the film you think is sexiest? What's the sexiest film you've ever seen? It's a toss up between, I'm so sorry, I can't think of, it's I'm okay, fine choosing ones. Very difficult. Yeah. Uh, I'm you... a bit embarrassed by, am I embarrassed by them? No, I don't think they're cringe. Okay. Bluest, the warmest colour. Great, great film. Blue is the warmest colour. Don't you agree? It's a sexy Very film. Very sexy film. But I feel weird about that but one traveling. because I remember reading about it mm. afterwards. And I, I, when I watched it, I didn't know anything about... Well, I knew, yes. oh, it's about a, uh, a girl who questions her sexuality and then she falls in love with a woman. Yeah. That's all I knew. Yeah. I didn't know, like, anything around it. I, I often go to the cinema with people. They're like, come and watch this film. And I won't know what the name of it is, mm. or I won't know the premise or anything. And I don't mind that, I quite like it. Yeah. But then after Blue is Always Colour, because I loved it so much, yeah. read about it, and about the actresses being like, oh, it was a, you know, not a very nice working condition. Well, you know, this, this goes to my new section of the podcast, which I wasn't going to do, but you brought it to it, is right. having a section called Troubling Boners, Worrying Wide Ones, <laughs> where you were uh, perhaps aroused by something that may be... It's troubling. In like, hindsight, yeah, now that I know what they've answer. said about the filming process and that it doesn't sound like it was very nice, yeah, I feel bad now that I found it so sexy. Yeah, like it, it's troubling. It is. It's it is troubling because, unfortunately, even though those are the conditions, they've come out with a bloody good film. That's the That's really the, troubling. The thing, sad isn't it? thing, isn't it? I read. Yeah, it's very complicated that case mm. and. So well, I maybe don't... it isn't. Maybe it isn't complicated. Maybe it was just bad. But the film, uh, on its own, is a is really special. It's very troubling. Like I wonder if the people, if the, those two brilliant women in it, mm. who are great in it, I wonder if they watch it and can objective. No, I don't know. I wonder if they watch it and can go, "This is a great film. Yeah. I was in a great film," or if they just watch it and they can't. They won yeah. Best Actor in, in Cannes when it yes. premiered. And um, I don't know. It's probably all very troubling and a difficult thing to even discuss because we don't know. We don't know. But I remember reading part of it and and, and Adele, who is the main... Yep, 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 she, yep. Something about her saying that the camera was always that sort of intrusive and, and there's something about the, the film itself that she's so vulnerable and 
real. She seems so real. So real, yeah. And maybe she was, maybe yeah. it was real and she was uncomfortable and that's sad. Yeah. So I say that one because I'm giving a That goes in the troubling answer. bonus section. That goes in the troubling section because when I watched it, I felt that. Yeah. Uh, in hindsight, afterwards, when I learned about all of that, I was yeah. like, oh, I don't feel now in the same way about it. Right. Another film I think is a very sexy film, which yeah. I, I still feel, I think, okay about. Mm-hmm. Ishimama Tambien. Great film. Love that film. And I think very I watched, sexy. I remember watching it, I think I watched it at uni. Yeah. I went through a phase of watching like Ishimama Tambien and Mora's Peros. Right. All of those sexy Mexican films. Yeah. Sexy Mexican films. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just, I just remember thinking, oh, this is like, it, this is a proper sort of, coming of age film they go on the road trip and they're going on the beach and they're all just fucking each other it's sad in the end yeah in the end it's very sad in the end but before that when it's just them like going on this free Mm. trip and you know it's complicated but it is very sexy i love it opening scenes when they're even even those you know when they're just when they're having sex with their girlfriends sexy (laughs) just people having sex sexy yeah but I obviously, I find films in a foreign language much sexier than Yeah. You don't English. like people who talk in English? No, thank fucking... you. <laughs> Poor old James. What, what accent does he have to put on when you're he making He can speak love? Spanish fluently and okay. French. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that answers that. Um, <laughs> what film do you think objectively, mm. objectively that is the greatest film of all time? Sort of what I mean by that. Some people get annoyed by this question. What do you mean objectively, like? What I mean is it might not actually be your favourite film, but like if Aliens came and they said, what oh. is film? And you were like, this is the best film ever made, technically okay. in every aspect. Right, okay. See, that's helped me to make my absolute decision. Because okay. again, I had two. Yeah. But now that you've said that, your I think I, is, I can might pick be one. I okay, can pick on. one. Toy Story 3. Fucking great answer. It's got to be Toy Story 3. You could say mm-hmm. to anybody in the world, young, old, alien, like you say, yeah. come down and be like, what is film? Put Toy Story 3 on. It'll be sad for them they've not seen Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2. Well, and also but they'll be I absolutely do... devastated by then. Well, yeah. I... That bit where they're going down in the, is it the rubbish thing or the incident? Yeah, thing? well, you've picked Toy Story 3, which is, a, which is a film that embraces death. There's a moment where they accept death. And they sort of have a bond, yeah. don't they? Yeah. Maybe that's why I like it so much. It's clever because there are still moments in it that are so yeah funny fun. and lovable. Yeah, it's not all doom and gloom. No, it distracts you from its ultimate message of everyone's going to leave and and you're going to die by making a load of toys talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> and has like oh look here's a bad guy ha 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 he's still going to die. <laughs> <laughs> so but they don't die at the end of it. No, they don't. Andy's going to die, isn't he? That's the yeah, but his toys will live on. Yeah. Is that enough for you? If I told you your toys are going to live on, but there's no consciousness for you? I'd rather. I live on too. Okay. <laughs> Great answer. What is the film you could watch the most over and over again? And is it Panic Room? No, it's not actually. I don't think I'd be that bothered about that now. Okay. Um, it's Chicago. My reason for choosing that is, yeah, I'm not a lover of watching films over and over again. Right. At all. Even if I love them. I just... I find it weird knowing what's coming, kind of. I'm not, I I don't find it that satisfying. Yeah, death every time. Every time is death. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But my sister, 
yeah. when we were little, she was quite into watching stuff over and over again. And there were certain films that I would end up watching over and again with her. Matilda um, was one of them. Great. That's probably another one I could watch over and over again. Uh, and Chicago in particular, we only had, when we went on holiday to Turkey every year, we only had a certain amount of DVDs in the flat. And Chicago was one of the DVDs that we would leave in Turkey. So every year we would watch Chicago. And then when we swam in the pool, we got into this habit of singing, uh, where did you come from, Mississippi, to each other underwater. So I have lovely memories of Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure sure I've told you the audition story where I auditioned for a play where I had to sing. And I said to my agent, I shouldn't go for this. I cannot sing. Just give it a go, Camille. It's good to meet them. Oh, God, I'm never again. Anyway, I turned up. The only song I could think that I would remember was that. Where would you come from? And and no accompaniment. I didn't have a backing track or anything. And I don't know if you remember, but she's a puppet. She's meant to be a puppet sat on his knee. Mm -hmm. There's quite a lot of characters in that song. And I did it with all the voices. And it turns out I don't remember it. And I very much (laughs) forgot it halfway through. (laughs) Um, it was a horrible experience. It was like when you watch X Factor and you feel sorry for them. I was having an out-of-body experience. I was like, they feel so sorry for me. (laughs) What did you do, Matt? Wing it when you forgot the words. I I, I, I was doing it and I was like, I'm so sorry, I forgot the words. Um, (laughs) How many people were there? um, It was the casting director and the director. And he went, that's okay. I mean, his face... When I was doing it, it was like, what are you doing? I was doing all the different accents. And then there's a lady who sings like this. And then there's like, there's lots of elements to that song. No, they does is just sing a song. For just it. any song you want, any song from any musical. And you said, what about an ensemble piece? Yes, please. And then at the end, I went, I went, oh, God, that was embarrassing for everyone, wasn't it? I tried to make a joke yeah. of it. And he went, you're not really meant to say that. Oh, what I know. A... He was an absolute wanker. That's horrible. Kyle. Yeah, it was horrid. But, Mill, that... you know, it's a good story. It's a good audition story. Did you get the part? No. <laughs> no, surprisingly. So when you no. stopped, you uh, went, oh, I can't remember. That was it. That was the end. That was the end of the song. You didn't I didn't go, try and go um, back. Um, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes, they both, oh, yes, they both. <laughs> I would have given you the part <laughs> like that. <laughs> Earlier on in the audition, he'd asked me what accent I was doing. So it, it was already going bad. And I what, said, when you'd oh, read? when I was just doing a, doing a character, I was like, what, what accent is that? And then uh, there was meant to be three elements to the audition. The last bit was meant to be movement. And so mm. after the song, I was like, we're going to do the movement section. Just didn't do it. What? They said, no. They said, no, we don't need to see the movement section. Oh, do you eat whiz? That's the bit I think I would have excelled in. Yeah, you could have. They would have really. Would have happily just been a back end dancer. You know that I was in a dance show by mistake? No. <laughs> I've never told you that. <laughs> that you auditioned for? Yeah, well, basically, I went for an audition, and when I got there, everyone was, like, in sort of leotards and stuff. And Proper I thought, like Yeah, and I was in jeans and a T-shirt. <laughs> and I went up to, like, sign in, and they said, uh, how is your movement? And I said, well, well I got here fine. And she said... <laughs> Well, if you could just take your position. And I was like, huh? What? And uh, Just sort of stand here in my jeans. Yeah, so I stood in, a, in like a group and then a, the woman came to the front and just taught us a routine. And it was <gasps> happening, in, it was like happening in real time. I was going, oh my God, I'm at a dance audition. <laughs> but I'm now in it. So I 
copied oh, as best God. I could, but because it was like in a group, I think I got away with it. And then they were like, we need, it was basically a dance show which had five vignettes, but one of them had like acting in it. Yeah. And so they wanted someone who could act. And so I then did like the script. Yeah. And they were like, great, great, great. And you, your, your movement's fine, isn't it? And I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they, they gave me the part and then I was like, I can't, I'm not actually a dancer. And then, but I did. I did, did they do, teach you? Did you get good? I wouldn't say that. Did you have to do all the dancing? I did all the yeah, I had to do all the dancing, but I was always put at the back of the group. <laughs> I was always at the back, and I didn't tell. I mean, this is a huge revelation because I didn't tell anyone I was in this show. This was the long no time. No one you knew came to see you in it. Well, eventually, my friend Rich came to see me, mm-hmm. and I I think I describe his face as crying, as crying, crying all the way through it, crying with laughter. <laughs> And, uh, oh, I wish I'd seen that. Yeah, it was like a, you know, it's like a Because you can move, thing. can't you? But I wouldn't say you're a dancer. No, I wouldn't no. say that. No, particularly <laughs> on my own. Particularly like, yeah, modern dance and jazz. Yeah, like sort of expressive. Like... Yeah, it's it's also what you do with your face. That's what bothers me. Yeah, I could I can move my body, but I can't do the face. You're meant to do like the dancey face. Dancey face. It makes me embarrassed. So I think I was just looking sadly into my soul with my face while my arms did stuff <laughs> oh lovely you'd have enjoyed that i would have loved that yeah what is <laughs> uh what's the fuck what's your what's the funniest film ever made yeah. do you know what i was thinking about this yeah. on the way here and i do i and i did really bloody laugh at bridesmaids it's a great film but I was thinking about it, and I was like, "Really? Is that is that my funniest one though?" Like, I was thinking, "I loved Spinal Tap." Mm-hmm. Spinal Tap is the correct answer. Spinal Tap. Yeah. Is that what everybody says? Most people say, and it and it's sort of. I think it kind of is. It is, but then bridesmaids. Bridesmaids. When I watched that, I think I just was like, "There's so many bits in it yeah. that stuck with me that are funny. So many moments that I'll." You know when you're just sort of walking along and something pops into your head and it'll make you laugh? Yeah. I th- I feel like I get that a lot with Bridesmaids. Bridesmaids the, is fucking the good. The pooing. Oh, the you, pooing. You hate chatting about pooing. I absolutely hate it's something it, that but... I love chatting about. I've got a lot of poo stories. So I really connect with But in fairness scene. to the, the, the way the pooing scene is done you can in Bridesmaids it. is majestic. It's so it's good. It's a very classy pooing joke. Yeah. It's really it's, sort of it's beautifully bloody choreographed. Brilliant. It's great. Yeah. And I love the bits where they're just, you know, improvising and having a fun time, but they're also funny. Yeah. They're also naturally funny. And Melissa McCarthy, uh, when she's coming up with all different ideas for the um, hen, for what the hen can be, there's an outtakes actually on the DVD where it's her just reading off as many as she can think of of different ideas for what they can do on like this the big hen weekend. And she's so funny. I love her. She's so funny. So I think I'm going to go with Bridesmaids. You, I will accept it and welcome it. Yeah. She is amazing with this McCarthy. It's because she, I was watching, you know when she did, uh, oh, fuck, the guy who got fired, one of the many people who got fired by Trump, she, the, the Oh, oh, um, yes, she was incredible at that. Yeah. Oh, God, what's his name? I was like, why is this so funny? And I think it's because... She's slightly dangerous. Like You're you a sort bit... of think, oh god, what's she going to say? Throw this podium into the audience. Like yeah. A, yeah, she's very she's, exciting to watch. She's very like unleashed. It's like you, Con Camille. Like you, <laughs> on stage. There's a what do you mean? It's a bit. bit we don't know what you're going to do. You, yeah, and the fact that you're you might jump. go a bit crazy. Yeah. 
That is quite fun to watch, isn't Very it? exciting, yeah. One negative one. A negative what's, one? Yeah, what's your worst film? Oh, this is... Do you know what? I found this one of the easiest okay. ones. I, I firmly know what this... And this is the correct answer. Okay, go I on. don't care what anyone else tells you. Yeah. Sex and the City 2. I think you're probably right. I have not seen it. Don't. And the bad, the awful, the, the saddest thing is I've yeah. watched it twice. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't like watching films over and I don't. I watched it the first time, I think maybe with BT and Rose, who yeah. are in my sketch group. And yeah. I think we collectively enjoyed watching it because of how bad it was. Mm-hmm. And then the second time on my honeymoon, I was in India and James had fallen asleep and I couldn't sleep. And the only fucking film that was on the telly in the room was Sex and the City 2. Just sat through it again. Now, um, why is it... I, I watched every single episode of Sex and the City. Oh, I did you? I, think I was never a fan. I, was, I, I never got into films. it. Uh, I, I, I even way. think, as a fan of the TV show, you wouldn't have liked this film. It's just an advert for Abu Dhabi. It's, <laughs> it is. It's just an advert to go there. I do think that... Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the hotel in Abu Dhabi that they stayed in funded it. Probably. I feel like they did get some funding... To like promote tourism there, it's just them and they like just get on some camels and like ride across the sand. Like it's quite. Oh, there's an awful scene yeah. where um, what's her name with the ginger hair? Miranda? Miranda. Miranda is chatting to the one with the long dark hair who's got kids. Charlotte. Yes, Charlotte, and they're having a cocktail, mm. and they go. Here's to the women who can't even afford help at home with the kids. Like something along those lines. But that's the, that's what they're They're like, oh, well done, all those poor women who can't afford a nanny. Fuck and they cheers. Hell. And they're like, cheers to that. And you're supposed to, like, be and on their side. You're supposed to be on their side and, like, feeling for her because she's got a weekend away from the kids and she's, like, been struggling or whatever. It's awful. Wow. It is so bad. Okay, so what's your favourite film? Okay, my favourite film, <sighs> Titanic. <laughs> what a twist. Titanic, I've said it. <laughs> Titanic, that's my favourite film. Titanic is your favourite film? Well, I don't know. I'm, I'm panicking. What Titanic. Do you even Titanic. like Titanic? Titanic. I watched it when it came out. I loved it. Yeah. Celine Dion, loved that song. Okay. Kate Winslet, I think she's amazing. Yeah. Actually, girl from Reading. I'm from Reading. Yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, I think he's a brilliant actor. Yeah. Has he ever won an Oscar? He just did for the um, really moody one. What was it called? The... Well done him. He deserved it. Is Titanic my favourite film? <laughs> Seems like it is. And no one was expecting that because your list has been really impressive. How has it? Yeah, and then suddenly and then I throw in that, Titanic that again. untasteful... Titanic. I mean, listen, it's your favourite film, and I respect that. Mm. <laughs> it's not, is it? Okay, well, we've run out of time. No, I've gone with it. Yeah, I've gone with it. <laughs> mean Girls? No. Mean Girls is a, is a great... But much. all of these films... Is there one film that you can honestly go? Oh, I can wholeheartedly say that one film is my favourite film. If I have to, like... I mean, it can change, but it sort of happens in the moment of your death. That you picked that I'm one. just going to stick with Titanic. You said Titanic. <laughs> Everyone's it. mind is melting out. There is. Yeah. No one saw this coming. I know. I feel what like now twist. that I've said it, I should just stick by it. Yeah. Okay. Well. J 
Jack, Jack. I mean, I love that bit at the, at the end. Jack, Jack, come back. I, I'm speechless. Britney Spears had that bit in her song about it. I was a big, big, big Britney fan. What was the fan. bit? That bit when the old lady throws it in the ocean at the oh, yeah. end, you know? <laughs> what song was that in? Uh, I was born uh, to make you happy. No, it's not in that one. It was, I'm, I'm not a girl. I'm still not, not a, a woman. Girl. That's the one. <laughs> not yet a woman. Titanic's my favourite film, Brett. Deal with it. Wow. Okay, well, congratulations on bearing your soul here. Camille, you've been wonderful. You've answered all the questions mm, correctly. It's been very difficult. Um, however, before I send you over to the other side, the thing is, you know that uh, bleach and snaps you drank? Yes. What we discovered when your neighbour called us to get your body yeah. is it, it expanded your body so much that you were like the size you were when you were six. And <laughs> basically, we can't fit you, we can't, we're just cramming you in this coffin. Mm. There's only room for one DVD to take with you to the other side. And on the other side, there's movie night. Everyone gets their own movie night in the cinema there. So what film are you taking with you out of all the things we've discussed? I'm taking... Oh, it's got to be out of ones we've discussed. Oh, you could bring a new one. Why I'm not? taking a DVD that I've burned and I've put on it yeah. all the works of Quentin Tarantino. Mm. Yeah, I've got all of them. <laughs> You've I've not got, mentioned I've, him so far. I've got all of them on there. Right. So I'll never get bored with the works of Tarantino. So your movie night is a marathon. Yeah. And everyone, everyone else Brown. who's only had one film is like, what? Oh, all right, Jackie Brown. Jackie no, Brown. True Romance. Okay, True Romance. Natural Born Killers. Okay, Natural Born Killers. Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Can't I just take the works? No, it's it's smart and it, and I respect oh, I it. I thought I dodged that. But there's a uh, there's a cut off. God is very he checks your coffin and he's like, hang uh, on, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> hang about this CD feels heavy. Oh God. Natural Born Killers, that's what you're going to show in heaven. Well, now I'm feeling pressured because it's like I thought I was going to be able to show the yeah. Natural Born Killers and then be like, don't worry, now we'll watch Jackie Brown. I love that, you, that it's just Tarantino for you all the way. <laughs> and then we can watch all the Kill Bills. Yeah. Then Pulp Fiction. End the night on Pulp Fiction. Brett has the sun's coming up. It's probably always sunny, actually. I don't think it's night time in heaven. Um, Unless you like the night. Well, now I feel like I've got to pick a Tarantino one. You don't know. Listen, you don't have to. No one's... No one's forcing you. you so I could just could take, take Toy Titanic. Story. Yeah, you could take Toy Story 1. Or Titanic, because that's my favourite film of all time. But you might not want to watch, you know, it's up to you. I'm going to take Free Willy. <laughs> <laughs> Free Willy it is. Uh, that's the film you'll show to everyone in heaven. Oh, to sort made some real panic make decisions. Your, make your statement. They're like, oh. I hope this film teaches us about Camille. And it starts off, Free Willy. <laughs> Uh, Camille, you have been an excellent uh, guest. I am now going to allow you to go to heaven with Free Willy. Thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for coming to mm. my place to do this. Yeah. Uh, is there anything you would like to tell the listener to look out for that you're doing? Oh, God. You have um, to. And, um, what should I look out for? Doing a podcast with Birthday Girls with Radio 1. Yeah. Please subscribe that. to that, Birthday Girls House Party. Um, I don't think I can mention anything you can't else. Talk about your I'm going to do that thing news. where I make it sound like I've got loads of secret projects. But you do have. But really, you project. don't know if I have or not. She does, listeners. She <laughs> does, but you can't say it. Okay. Well, maybe when this comes out, 
I we don't know when this is out, do we? So I don't want to, put, you know, put a yeah. time put a time thing on it. I want this to be timeless. Mm, okay. So don't look out for Camille Lee Chan. Look out for me on the street. Say hello. Yeah. But just, yeah, don't follow her. But if you see her, say hello. Be say polite. hello. Shake hands. Shake hands. Tell, tell me if you like any of the films. Yeah. So if, if you're a Titanic fan, stop and have a chat. Or if you're thinking about death, just let me know. We can have a chat about it. Yeah. But don't take up too much of her time because she's nah, very busy with secret I've got projects. Nah, I've got a lot on, yeah. I haven't mentioned the fact that you write Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm knees deep in that at the moment. Yeah. Knees deep in Tommy Tank. Rose <laughs> uh, Johnson, your co-writer, told me one yes. of your stories. It's very impressive. Which one does she tell you? Uh, go, to, go to Russia or something? And... Oh, yeah, he travels now. He travels. Yeah, Thomas is modern. Is Thomas is modern. There's female the trains, female engines. Yeah, that's right. It's really a... coming on. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. You've been wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So that was episode 39. I hope you enjoyed it. Head over to patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for all good stuff on other shows. If you do enjoy this show, please subscribe to it and give it five stars and a nice review for the simple reason. Helps our numbers, means more people get to hear it. I can keep making it. You can keep listening to it. We can keep doing this forever and ever and ever until we all die. Thank you so much to Camille for coming around and doing it. Thank you to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to ACAS for hosting it. To Adam Richardson for the graphics. Lisa Lydon for the photography. Come join me next week where my guest is the godfather of criticism himself. It is Mr. Mark Kermode. Holy shit. Come see my live show at the Soho Theatre and come to the live podcast at the BFI South Bank. But in the meantime, have a lovely week and please... Be excellent to each other. Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind. Sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more. Online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.